Welcome everyone to the AMX Superstores Australian Supercross recap show for Wagga Wagga here on the Inside Dirt Network. Uh, we're kind of combining Wagga and uh, the season recap because it was round number four. And uh, we're going to talk all things with Wagga, uh, myself and uh, Posty, Mickey Williams are hosting. And uh, we've got Matt Moss, uh, Jack Mather and also Darnell Official calling in uh, as a guest. So a lot of great content on here and once again, Massive shout out to the guys at AMX Superstores. They are the nation's leading motorcycle retailer with over 20, that's right, 20 locations across the East Coast and nationwide. Uh, Karam Downs in Victoria and also Narang in uh, the Gold Coast, two of the latest hubs, the flagship stores for these guys to open. They have everything you need to keep your bike and body on the track with a massive range of apparel, parts, consumables, and everything in between for road, motocross, supercross, and uh, adventure so amx superstores been a massive supporter of us for years now and it's been a big season because we finally got through prime x and uh, australian supercross and they've been with us every step of the way as a title sponsor of our race review and recap shows so thank you again to amx superstores if you can't get into the stores and that's doubtful because there's so many of them now make sure that you check out amxsuperstores.com.au they have next day or same week delivery on pretty much anything you could possibly need to look good at the track or make sure your bike is on the track. And uh, we can't thank those guys enough. So amxsuperstores.com.au. Check out a local store on the East Coast. And uh, thanks again for them being such a great partner. And with that being said, let's get to all the action from Wagga Wagga and the Australian Supercross Championships with AMX Superstores Oz Supercross Recap Show here on the Inside Dirt Network. Okay, kids, you're in for a real treat today. He's Jimmy's brother, the guy, the singer. Gator, never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. It'd be like looking over and seeing your, your ex-missus with someone else. Like, it's a... There's a few of them going around the pits, I'm sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I've been smacking lately? Can we say it on the show? <laughs> Why weren't you more successful? Well, you know, because I sucked, so... <laughs> everyone as promised welcome to the amx superstores inside dirt um australian supercross review show for round number four and i guess this kind of ties into a uh, championship review as well um got some good guests on tonight which i'm excited about mr matt moss mossy the legend one point between him and justin brayton for the championship uh he nearly did it he nearly rewrote the cinderella story of being gone from the sport for a long time and coming back and uh moss is going to be on in just a few minutes we're running um running straight on schedule to get him on in about 10 minutes time at 6 p.m queensland time and uh we are kicking it in my living room right now with uh the man the myth the legend probably the busiest content creator in all of australian supercross you would have seen his edits pretty much any brand that had anything to do with the championship he was doing edits for they call him Posty. Michael Williams, what's up, buddy? Hello, mate. Thank you for having me in this uh, luxurious mansion of yours. Appreciate that. It, you should have seen this before I went out. The kids destroyed it today. Yeah, um, yeah I can imagine. So, Daddy daycare. Yeah, for real. I'm glad it's tidy now because it would have left a very different impression. How'd you um, pull up after your big uh, day on the decks? 
<laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah it was great. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you commentated a race? Well, I did that uh, one of the MAP events. It's um, oh, the narrowest, the narrowest yeah. like the speed cross thing that they did yeah. at the start of the year, which was cool. But I mean, that wasn't quite the same as like a full blown like supercross. Yeah. Um, so it was it's good. I haven't done a supercross since ooh, Wollongong 2019. Heavy, yeah. Or whatever the last round of that championship was. How was it for you? Were you uh, a bit nervous once you picked up? No, nah. because I was with you. I saw you on the floor and you were just doing your thing. It's funny. I'm old now, dude. Like it, yeah. I'm at the point now where I don't I don't get nervous anymore. Yeah. But got to remember, I did like MX Nationals, the TV, NRGT. I did that for like seven, eight years. Yeah, so. so like riding a bike, right? Yeah. Like yeah. at first I used to get nervous. Um, don't get me wrong. If I did like Marvel or something, I'd probably be a bit more Heavy nervous. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. I mean, look, the venue was pretty spaced out, which gave us the massive track um, at Wagga. Uh, consequently, it meant that the crowd were quite a ways back from the infield, which it does affect the, the atmosphere a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the crowd were into it just, Probably not to the degree that, you know. It's um hard you, for me to, like, once again, it's hard for me to comment because we go from somewhere like that. We were in um, Newcastle and uh, that was insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, Full stadium atmosphere. Oh, dude. Like, I, you know, myself, I'm just looking up. I'm like, man, there's 20,000 people here. And then it's 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 probably not even fair to compare Newcastle to um, – Wogger, Wogger, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's a, com- a completely different scenario. Um, you got a football stadium, which is it's designed to have that atmosphere. You got the terraces over the top of you. You know, you've got the perfect PA sound. The, you got the, the lights, the, the acoustics, acoustics yeah. everything. It's it's not even fair to put a um, a showground or a speedway into the same basket as that. So um, I don't think we can even really compare it. You know, it's not even um, in the same category. It's not, and you know. I we can, think we can get into we can get into that later. Into so that let's, later. let's like, delve yeah. into that conversation yeah, because yeah. you know it's it's no secret within the industry. You talk to AME Group, like AME Management. You talk to Benny. You talk to Kane. Like this, and I've said this before on the podcast. This was the first year back since 2019. Yeah. So incredibly important that it just ran, and now the championships run and done. Yeah. Okay. Now is it now it's okay. How do we get some cohesion if they're going to keep running the split promoter model, which I think they will. Okay, is that yeah? So that, that's the word. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. From what I'm hearing, because um, I've been I've been digging into some things, and um, and I think it's going to continue. So yeah. it, you know, how does that then come together a little bit more cohesively, so the rounds are more consistent? Yeah. Um, you know, assets, marketing, venues, track bills, whatever, whatever. Like, there's so many moving parts. Yeah. Like, you know, myself and. Do you understand? Like, what's uh, like why? Hold what? that mic up a little bit. Sorry, bro. That's um, all good. Why is AME... Like AME is the commercial rights holder, is that correct? Commercial rights, yes. Yeah, and then why is there separate promoters from that? Like, why is it not just run well, under the one banner? My understanding would be that it's it's probably exposure to risk and, and right. also um, resources, manpower, funding, exactly. manpower. Like, yep. you know, they tend to do one or two and do them really at a high level. Yep. But... I've had this conversation so many times over the weekend. Is like, okay, um, Newcastle and Wagga, how far away is that? You know, what, four hours? Mm. It's a commute. It's too close. Yeah. Anything East Coast, you know, say you wanted to do Marvel, then Sydney, then Brisbane, they're they're too close. Like every Supercross fan is going to come to Marvel in Australia. Mm. And then, you know, I'm really impressed what they did at Newcastle because that means that, that means that, 
it's one of two options. And I had this conversation with Kane from AME on, on, on Saturday morning. You know, endemic audience, which essentially means riders, enthusiasts, family, friends, people that know or, or are in the sport, right? Mm-hmm. There's two options. Either means that between Marvel and Newcastle, there is a shitload more, a larger audience than we think there is. Yeah. Because um, from their data, they're saying they didn't really get a whole heap of outside sport fans. Yeah, okay. Yep. So that means that the ceiling for Supercross in Australia is actually quite high. Yeah. Because if you're getting 20,000 people to Newcastle that are, you know, that region, you're at the Hunter Valley, you got like, it's a big it's motorcycle a motor hub, hub, Yeah, you know. Uh, Wollongong always did well for the same reason. It's yeah. close enough to there, you know. Um, but when you look at that, um, it, it means that if you start attracting mainstream audience, non-endemic people that just catch it on the news or the press runs or whatever, you could get a lot more. So, so is in this question, so say we had a round at the Gold Coast or Brisbane, mm. Is it out of the realm to say that we could have 20,000 at a Queensland around the world? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I think, you know, if you look at it, you go, okay, well, Marvel had 50,000 over two nights yeah, with the best in the world, et cetera, but that's still, you know, it's Melbourne at the end and, of the day. And to say, like, WSX had the best in the world, I I tend to maybe disagree a little. I think it was maybe a little bit less. Like, okay, yeah, like, I, get, I get Ken, it. Kenny was there. Don't get Basically, me wrong. Basically, Kenny and was there. The, and WS, the, the, the yeah. WSX guys, they are, but, like, if we're talking best of the world, like, you know. Yeah, granted. This um, year was maybe a little bit lighter than what they've had in previous years. Like, if they didn't have the Jason True, Anderson, actually. I mean, you know I mean, there like, was no Anderson. There was no yeah, – well, Reed was there, but not riding. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, there is the um, – yeah, not it's the, same. the allure, but yeah. at the end of the day, you go okay, fifty thousand across two nights in Melbourne, twenty thousand in Newcastle. Okay, well, you know, clearly something's working. You and know, the hub of uh, you know Moto is essentially in Queensland now. Um, There's a lot of the industries here. Yeah. Um, I mean, a Gold. I mean, look, Suncorp Stadium. I drive past it whenever I go to Southport. I'm pretty Metricon sure there was Oz X back in what's that? Metricon. So is it Metricon? Okay, Metricon. You know the one. These Victorians that come to yeah, Queensland, they think they know. Dude, I'm sitting here in my bodies and yeah, my singlet yeah. and it's hot and I'm I'm just not functioning. Yeah, right, okay, you know? that's fair. Yeah. Um, it's very humid today. Yeah, Metricon Stadium. 100%. But you look I at had that, a Nitro Circus there. Right, I'm pretty sure back in the day they had um, maybe a, a Super X. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, maybe okay. I'm tripping. Maybe it was Brisbane. But I look at that and I'm like, that's a prime venue. Even the Brisbane Entertainment Centre, man. Like that Supercross there in 2019 uh, wasn't great. It but, was terrible. But very cool though. Don't get me wrong. Look, yeah. Indoors for the promoters, exposure to risk with weather. Because look, you hold a, a supercross this time here in Queensland, it could be like it was today and absolutely, beautiful. Yeah. It could be a monsoon. Yeah, absolutely. You I, roll I'm, the dice. I'm with you. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, mitigation of risks to go into like yeah. you know a, an arena. Yeah, maybe an arena cross round's good. Once one out of yeah. you know, if there's one out of six, it's an arena cross. Yeah, you know. In the day, riders are getting paid. There's prize money, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but I'm all for racing. Anyway, um, we you know we tend to delve into the politics. You and I, we get we get deep because you, you're, like you're, like you're a journalist. You're a journalist. Well, that's what my degree says. It does. Yeah. It's a university a graduate. All right. Um, so inside dirt, AMX Superstars Australian Supercross round number four recap. Set the stage before we get Mossy on. Um, Coming in, it was, I mean, look, I'm doing my pre-race thing and opening ceremonies. I'm like, Matt, what are you going to do to win this championship? You're going to throw an elbow, da, da, da. But realistically, it was a, a long shot. Mm, yeah. And then Mossy's on from the get-go, qualifying. Like, Brayton looks good, but not 
Do you remember watching them in practice? Like yeah. they're playing the little uh, they're playing cat their little cat and mouse, yeah. and then Webster goes out and sets the fastest time. He's crushing it. Um, he looked good, right? He do yeah. looks so good. Yeah, I can't wait. To I see think him. he's going to figure it out next year. He's going to be a really good Supercross rider next year. Yeah, yeah, I can't um, wait to see him in motocross too. Dude, we can have that conversation yeah, later. Yeah, like, I know we were talking about that on Saturday, like how crazy MX1 is going to be next year. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but then this, the scene gets set. Brayton's out front um, trying to get to the front. Sorry, he's battling with Hill. He's battling with Wilsey. Mossy's out front pulling away a little bit. And at first, I thought Brayton fully melted down, like head got to him because yeah. he wasn't able to get to the front. Then he starts rolling some rhythms and then the, the flat tire kicks in and he goes from second to fourth to where he finished like six or something. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. Either way, then it's all to play for, you know, double header. So they get back. Like I'm trying to grab Mossy for an interview and he's like, no, like he just goes back to his pit. The two fifties are on the line for their next main event. Um, and then it's real. It's like, there's one point in it, I think at that point, or it yeah. was close to, um, and we'll let Matt tell the story, but the, like I said, the crowd were quite far back to know how the atmosphere was, but the, the atmosphere on the floor with the teams uh, and pretty, the, it was yeah. peaking. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Because it was a big thing. The yeah. the Brayton tie thing, I know we haven't got a whole lot of time because Matt's so coming we'll on. Um, minute, yeah. is that, is that, was it a tie thing? Didn't he have something similar happen to him? At, um, we got a flat at Newcastle in, yeah. the, in the final final. In the final final. <laughs> Yeah, loose. And he was he was leading that one. So, these, these yeah, okay. You got to yeah. think that they would have changed the rim lock and the rim tape. Like it, it it's got to just be coincidence. Yeah, okay. I, but I WSX they had a flat tire as well. Oh, well, that was Kenny. Do I mean everyone had a fucking flat tire at yeah, WSX okay. that round? But I mean, seems like had a large amount of flat tires recently. Hey, I I just wonder how many how many dudes do you think. Like, honestly, like in the, say, the top 10 in the field, how many of them are running mooses and how many are running shoots? No one's running moose in Supercross. No, 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 no. I didn't think so. No. Yeah, yeah. It would be a great solution. But here, here's my my probably um, suggestion. You know, Australian Supercross, hard pack, right? Yeah, like, you yeah. saw how dry it was by the end of the night at Wagga, yeah? Well, think about the square edges and the notches you're getting in the landings of those rhythms. That whoop section was gnarly. Dude, and they're probably only running... 11 and a half, 12 yeah. and a half PSI. Yeah. So you can't compensate. You can't go put 14 PSI. And that suspension's stiff as hell. Really the only thing flexing is probably the tube and the tire wall, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not, and, and Brayton's set, set up again would be, yeah. like, dude, I've been out of the test track with Brayton over the years, just with different things, just being at the track at the same time. And the reason he goes so fast through the whoops because his bike doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, I, you just got to think it's something to do with that as far as the, the flat well, tires. When, when you say that, it makes sense. Yeah. It's a theory. I don't know if I'm right. It could be anything. But yeah. the fact he's had several in a row now. Yeah. Between World Supercross, you know, I don't know. But Yeah, Luis. All right, let's call Matt Moss. Yep. Now, you know Mossy pretty well, don't you, Posty? Um, well, we Jake more than Matt. Um, I've had a fair bit to do with Jake. But, yeah, I've had pretty well with the um, EVR 102 Motorsports team and um, – yeah, done a fair bit of work with um, Alpine Stars and Matt and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. You did a killer edit after his win at um, Newcastle. Yes, that's one of my favourites that I've... All right, let's call Matt Moss. Um, I'm going to try him on I'm gonna try him on FaceTime audio and see if that works. I did forget to tell him that. All right, 
cool. Hello. Matt Moss, how you doing, buddy? Good, mate. Good. Hey, welcome to the uh, AMX Superstores Australian Supercross Recap Show. And um, appreciate you taking the time out, mate. I'm sure you've been a popular man the last uh, 24 hours or so. Yeah, yeah. It's been pretty busy. But it's, uh, it's back at home with the kids and wife. It's been good. Back into dad mode, hey? That's it, mate. That's it. Um, I've got Mickey uh, Posty Williams with me, so he'll uh, chime in. I'll see. How are you, mate? Good, good. Matt, um, let's start, man. Um, look, we did the intro. We talked about it coming into round four. You know, I'm, I'm on the mic. I'm doing my thing. You know, what's it going to take to win? You know, are you going to throw an elbow? You know, doing the thing you have to do to hype it. But realistically, it was a long shot. And then then you just come out and, and dominate the first race. Brayton has his issues and everything changes and the script gets flipped very quickly and all of a sudden it's a very Matt Moss-esque situation to be in where you're you're really in a position to win this championship. Um, I want to talk about, you know, the comeback and the years off and all those things, but first of all, like, how was that? Like, you came in, I tried to get an interview with you, you just blew past you, like, straight back to the tent, you're like, no, you know, game face on. Was that a shock to you to think, okay, now we're in with a chance to win it? Did that change anything? Yeah, I, I think um, actually in the heat race, because I wasn't in Brayton's heat race and I watched his heat race and it, he, um, look, he looked complacent in that heat race with that position for Brayton to come third. And like being me, and obviously he's won semi championship, so I can't fold it. But for me, it wasn't the time to do that, maybe in the final. So I thought, I, I sort of got a sniff at it then. I thought, that maybe like with that complacency, things things happen. You know what I mean? When when you get like that, when it, when you ride a bit like that, so yeah, when you're not fully you know, like in the moment, yeah, committed. not fully committed. So yeah. we are, uh, yeah. Well, I just put my that first motor. I knew it was very important to win that first one, um, depending on where everyone else sat. And then obviously just you know, I just I knew that he was back a couple of positions. I didn't actually know what the point system were was. I knew it was going to be hard even after that. It going into the second race, like I knew he only had to. I think even if he, even if Willsy beat him in that one race, he still beat him in the overall. So it's still he still would have got me. But um, well, I think know, the way the math worked out was when when you were in second and he was in um, fifth. No, were you second the whole moto? You ran third for a little bit, didn't you? No, I was second the whole moto. So he 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 was two points up for a long time in that last moto and then he dropped to one point. That's right. He dropped back and, and then yeah. if he had lost one more spot, then then it would have been yeah. yours. Yes, because obviously, because then I would have won the two night, two two events. Yeah, and it would have um, gave you the count back. And that would have got count back. But, you know, it's, <laughs> Brayton, he's, he's done what he needed to do. He had some bad luck, obviously, at Newcastle and there. So, you take them out of the picture, um, it probably wouldn't have been as close. So, he... As a true champion, man, he 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 done what he needed to do. He, he conquered adversity with a flat tire and a mechanical. So, hats off to him. Um, but all in all, I, I went there and I had to had to win had to win the night. That was my only goal, um, and we achieved that. And man, it just it feels good to be to be even in the hunt for a championship. But just to be back racing, um, like being competitive. That's that's the that's the biggest thing, man. It's just feels good to actually get a win amazing 
Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, you know, and that kind of segues into the comeback, really, because let's be real, like, as far as the time away, I mean, it was four four years, right? 2016 was when the, you know, the the, the step away from the sport, the, the issues that you had. Um, and then, obviously, last year didn't happen either as far as uh, the COVID year, right? So basically five years before you got back into a full yeah. racing scenario and you know, the media, I mean, you know, you and me have had words about stuff that people said on the show about you when you were trying to come back and trying to figure it out. And it was like the Matt Moss we know was always there, but I think there was so much rust and, and so much time away that, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't know if it was ever going to come back until those last few rounds of Prime X where you sort of started to, to figure some things out before World Supercross and, and, you know, when you stepped down. But yeah, it was, um, I mean, man, what a journey, you know. Um, and, and I know you love to be the underdog and you definitely love to prove people wrong and maybe that mentality and that persistence is a big part of how you were able to do it because I really don't know anyone else that could take the amount of time off that you did. And and you've said it to me before. You were like, you weren't in shape. You weren't training. You know, you were driving machines and, and eating meat pies and punching Cokes. And <laughs> like, you were pretty honest about how you were living. Like, it wasn't like the comeback was, you know, on the cards during those years, you know? Yeah, it was like, uh, I sort of, yeah, when I, I didn't actually even ride because it was something, I, I, like, don't get me wrong, I love riding bikes, but I love the, the competitiveness of it, like it's the competition side of it that I I love. Like I love trying to beat people. So like when I was away, I didn't I didn't I had no no desire to really ride a bike. Obviously, I wanted to help some kids out, and I, I'd done that a fair bit. But then obviously, I got four years to concentrate on my family and my kids, and go get a normal job and do all that sort of stuff. So looking back now, I actually wouldn't change it for the world. Like probably the best thing that ever happened to me it gave me a it actually just made me open my eyes a fair bit um obviously in the last year too I, i've really um i don't know i've got some good people in my corner like obviously my dad and then ando um just just realizing the family side of things the humble side of things and, and just just enjoying the moment and and when you're happy and you're training your butt off and and you know everything's clicking and you're happy wins happen and that's that's the result of that but you know I wouldn't change it for the world because I mean it's made me the person I am today and I'm very proud of the person I am at the moment so man it's and it feels good it's 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 one of those you know I could have raced for the next four years instead of getting the ban and then I might be retired now where I'm not I'm not even thinking about it now after a couple wins so yeah Mossy that was my um my next question uh I was fortunate enough to be able to um film your uh, your win in Newcastle and um, I was there to see the just how stoked you were on that. Um, did you that sort of rig, even reignite the flame even more with that win in Newcastle and having, you know, your family and everyone there? Yeah, I wouldn't say reignite it. The flame's there. It always has been there, but it just, it, it's, um, it just cements that, that you can do it. Like it just, then you know, well, I can do it now. So then it's, that, that just becomes easier. Once you win once or twice, and like that's why I won so many championships, you just you just believe in yourself. And that's, that's where I'm at now, where I believe in my program and what I'm doing and where I'm at. Um, my body's, but my age, like being 34, I, I feel great. Like having five years, pretty much five years off was 
like my body's good. So yeah, like the flame's always been there, but obviously that just the belief. It's so hard to get that win after was after having so long off. But I knew once it come, I knew I'd I'd get the ball rolling. Like it's just that's just me. I'm always that way. And if I didn't think I could win, I wouldn't race. So that's why I always I just kept sticking it out. I knew at once at some stage it's it's gonna come it's gonna come for me and. It's just you just have to. It's just sport, motorsport, mate. You have to be resilient, resilient, and you have to put in the work. And man, eventually something something will happen for you, and 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 you know you'll you'll get that first win. And then if you do everything right, you can just snowball from there. So that's where that's what we're at at the moment. So looking forward to next year and and seeing what that entails. Um, you were riding for the Bud Kawasaki team in the World Supercross, and then. Obviously, your um, BBR 102 motorsports team here in Oz. How hard was that switch between the Yamaha to the Kawasaki, and let alone the 250F? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, sitting back now, um, the Kawasaki 250 and its hydraulic clutch, where the Yamaha's um, the cable clutch. So, that, and I stored it three times in the first two 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 rounds. Um, and I and I look back on it now, and I think oh, I wish I'd didn't have to change bike that probably cost me a championship but in saying that too like if it wasn't for Bard I wouldn't have got that win in Paris and I wouldn't have had the opportunity to ride for a a full factory team and and ride against all these guys prior to the Australian uh, series starting so obviously that helped massively yeah and I feel that if you look at um a career path that you're etching out in the, the second half of your career. I, I don't know your plans for next year, but we can touch on it if you want to talk about it. But, you know, between the win in Paris and the fact that you factored into those battles up front at World Supercross and then obviously globally with Justin Brayton just beating you for the championship, the, the, the global media, I would assume that you've got a pretty solid base to do a, a World Supercross, Oz Supercross combo in 23. Um, yeah, I've got a I've got a good couple um, offers for World Supercross, um, and then yeah, I've got even some other things in the pipeline. So, but then obviously, uh, most likely for Australia, I'll I want to continue the trend with Baden and uh, uh, stay satellite because I you know I asked for a ride off every team this year, even even after the second round, like. After a couple of people got hurt, I'm like, I just want to get on a factory team, and then, but I'm glad I didn't because now I I wouldn't probably wouldn't do it again. I probably would never get on one. I'd just rather do it with the people that want it for the right reasons with me. And and nothing, I I think, oh, like I love beating them. <laughs> I like beating factory guys. <laughs> it's just like another win on top of a win. Yeah, and you know, you're not shy about being vocal about that. Like, you know, you were, you were talking about it on the mic when I was interviewing on Saturday night. Like it's, um, a little bit of fuel for the fire for you. I can tell the underdog and, and, and the factory team's kind of not giving you a shot, but I also, I see, you know, at your age, right. You know, 34, 35, mid thirties. I see yourself. I see, you know, like Justin Brayton. Yeah. He's on a factory Honda team with you, Reeve, but realistically, how much of that bike is his own versus the team? Like he's probably bringing motor components, ear, electronics, yeah, like suspension. He, like more factory than than Carl Webster's. Yeah, like that's his bike, yeah. right? Like he spent yeah, years yeah. developing that setup with Honda. So he, he pretty yeah. much rocks up. He's got his American technician. Like he's he's on his own within a team. Um, yeah. 
and you know yourself, you ride for these factory teams. Like I'm not naming any team in particular, but there's a lot of politics. You got to run this. You can't run that. Da 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 da. And then combine that with the fact that um, I can't imagine your your <laughs> you hold your you know hold your words if the bike isn't where you want it to be as far as you know the teams go. So where you're at is like you can yeah you're not getting your sign on money and and I don't actually know if you were getting Yamaha bonuses or not. That's probably not something for the the public consumption but realistically there's no reason why you can't build a bike in australia on a private team like you can prove that because you you won on it it can be done oh 100 percent. and obviously with yamaha backing me obviously they look after us with the price of bikes and parts and stuff like that so without that help we wouldn't have been going racing and and obviously the yamaha is such a strong motor i think that's that's why we sort of went there to start with because we didn't really need to do do much to the head obviously we've got ross mcwaters that 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 polishes it up and stuff like that so we didn't have to spend money on the bike so per se and then we got cruise tune suspension who's arguably one of the best guys out there so i just he just sent me a setting and i just went it was a little bit soft too soft for my liking but just not being a factory team i would have had to send it back and miss out on six days of riding so i just ran it like yep this will do and um yeah like yeah it's 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 hard being a privateer because you just don't have like when you something goes wrong with your practice bike you can't just get a team member to bring you down another brand new bike you've got to figure out how to get that thing fixed and all that sort of stuff so on that side of things it's a little bit harder organizing the truck to get there and mechanic to get there and because obviously we have no money to pay a mechanic so we've got to try and find someone that will do it for free so we were lucky enough this year that Leroy jumped on board for a lot of the rounds and then he couldn't make the last round and Sando jumped on for the last round. So we're lucky we have people in our corner that want to help. So it's, it's, it's been pretty good. Matt, with the um, success of Supercross and uh, all of that, uh, is it too early to ask, are we, are we going to be lining up for the Nationals next year? Motocross Nationals? Yeah. No, no. definitely not. Uh, just I man, figured like, that's need, with where things would yeah, go. Yeah, you need you. a factory yeah. ride, and I, I ain't gonna get one. I don't know what it is. Uh, like I've, I've felt like I've proven myself, but that's just not gonna happen. I, I don't know why. I, obviously, old Zach would never hire me. Um, like Honda, I think they have their riders. Um, I'm blacklisted from Cowie, so that's gone. And then KDM and that all have their riders. So obviously, yeah, it's it's just not something I really. I, I love Supercross, and if I'm going to do motocross, it's a hard slog to do a privateer because you've got so many gaps of like five weeks here, four weeks here. That's a lot of moving parts that I've got to replace every single week doing motos, where Supercross, I just have one practice bike. and Man, I, I didn't have to do a rebuild, don't have to pay for a part. So yeah. we'll, just stick to, we'll just stick to Supercross. And yeah, like I've got some good things happening, like working with some – charities and stuff like that so like i'm really looking forward to that and getting on this i work with rad heroes now which is a charity that helps uh homeless kids we give them survival packs and go to help homeless shelters and man i'm i'm enjoying the other side of that i never really would have looked at when i was number one racing for a team because i cared about it myself and now it's just you know i want to i want to give back as much as i can and i'm better this sport as much as i can and i just I feel like I couldn't do that if I was racing right across next year for a factory team. Matt, you said you you know you're looking at it from the other side now, and you're maybe not so much self invested. Is there a is there a two fifty kid that sort of 
has got your eye or is there someone that's coming up that you think is going to be the next, the big thing in Australian moto? I think, I think, I think Cole Webster, obviously he's 450, but he has, he, I think he, he has a lot of potential. He's young. He's, he's, he's really humble. Um, he's very driven. I think someone like him, if he, uh, like I'm not, I don't want to say there's reasons why people, but like riding Supercross, like, if he had a proper Supercross coach, that you know what I mean, that could yeah. could help him with some things like that. But um, he'd come a long way this year on the in the two fifty class. You know, um, in the young class, you got like Byron Dennis, like Minear. Like Minear is amazing. Um, in the two fifty class, or oh, Wilson Todd, like he's amazing. He's, yeah. he's riding really good. So there's a lot of them. It's just it's whether they make the right decisions. Like, like everyone was telling Wilson to leave this year and go to America and I think he's done the right thing staying one more year and getting another full year on his belt and actually he should dominate next year and then have a good crack at it um, but yeah it's, it's it's all about the timing of everything like you, you go two months early to America and you hurt yourself and you, your career is over for another two years you've got to reset so it's a just it's a tough sport and it's hard to put a finger on someone that's going to do it but um, I think Webster in motocross would would uh, potentially think he he has a chance, and I think same as Tanny. Sorry, Tanny's amazing. Um, he's come so far. Uh, it's just as long as he gets stuck here in Australia, I think he's set his sights on getting out of here as soon as we can. And and then obviously Clout. Clout's the most amazing rider. He's just had a bit of bad luck, so hopefully he can pull that together too. Speaking of Tanny, I want to take it back to that last race um, when you were in second. I mean, obviously, Tanny, he was running some incredible laps and, and he was just inching away from you. Was there a point, like at the beginning, a few laps in, you matched him for about two or three laps and I was like, can Matt, is there anywhere to find that time? Because, you know, in Supercross, you know, you can't really dig deep. Like that's, you've you got to flow the track, you've got to hit your marks. Like it's not about just gritting like you do outdoors. But was there any point in that second moto where you thought like, because if you'd have got Tanny, obviously it changed the whole dynamic for the championship and... No, I didn't really because I still would have got me. Tw- I still got awarded twenty five points. Ah, oh, because the Olympic, right? So yeah, yeah I had no sign. Tanny, I was actually thinking, should I drop back to this battle behind me and try and slow some people up to get some more people in the battle with Brayton? Oh, that would have been tasty. But then, <laughs> then I was like, you know, and then I then what happens if I if one of them clean me out and then I lose the night? Like, so I was sort of stuck in a position where should I should I I, I was I was happy where I was just clicking off my laps they weren't catching me from behind but I was like Fuck, should I drop back and and make this a bit interesting but then you know what it was like it is what it is like I can't I can't do anything I, like even if me and Brayton got into it I still it still would have ended up the same result I believe so yeah um, it's not it's you know not I just how sat wanna, there and, you know how you want to go yeah no I, I don't I don't want to go out like that and Brayton's a good guy if, if I disliked him I probably would have but no he, he's a good guy and <laughs> mate he's, he's and I technically wasn't in the hunt coming out of, like, obviously coming out of Newcastle, he, he bike problems, but that was out of his control too. So if he didn't have the mishaps with bike problems, the championship would have been a lot easier for him. So um, I was just hoping that was another third mistake on that Honda would have been good. <laughs> another flat tire engine failure would have been great. Something, exhaust falls off or something. Um, yeah. Hey, so... 
I relate to you in a way, Matt, because obviously I think your son is maybe a couple of years older than mine. How old is your, your boy? He's six. Okay, yeah, so my son's four, so yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Um, I see you on the podium with him. I see him looking at you, and I think maybe a lot of this comeback may have to do with him being old enough now to, you know, you've got to show him who his dad was or is as opposed to if you didn't do this comeback, he would have only seen the magazines and the videos and the trophy cabinet, but he wouldn't have experienced it, you know? Oh, um, 100%, mate. Like, even even up until two months ago, um, Jago, <laughs> funny story, I was sitting, I was driving Jago to school and he goes, Dad, why do you always race where Tanny races? And I'm like, what do you mean, mate? He goes, well, why don't you race where Tanny isn't so you can win something? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, thanks, mate. But like, and then obviously, that not that it hurts. Like, obviously, I want to be his number one rider. But for a long time, it was Cloudy and Tanny and Willsey, and I still never made the top list. And then once I won, like, it was it clicked with him to say, like, yeah, you know I mean, it was a special moment when my son can say, you're my number one hero on a bike. So, yeah, like, it, it's it's special. It's it's amazing. Yeah, like, I see, you know, I see you guys on the podium and, and I just, you know, I just knew that that meant something more than him just being there because obviously the the, the heyday of Matt Moss prior to the time away, well, he was, wasn't even here at that point or he was just here, I can't remember. But um, – to, to have him experience it and, and everything, like, that's uh, very special. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, I'm saying when I wished to win all them championships back in the day, like, I, it's not, I don't know, I didn't, my attitude was, I wouldn't say it was the wrong, it was the attitude, a winning attitude, but... I mean, there was definitely you know, an I, attitude. I, 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 won a, I won a Supercross and I literally looked to the next day, like, I literally, it was like, I thought to myself, I didn't, not that I didn't care, but I was like, oh, well, I knew I was doing that. And it was, I never really sat back and enjoyed it like I am now with my family and, and people that love the sport. And, and that's, that's what I really enjoy. I'm just, I'm really loving the sport and where I'm trying to go with it. So, and having my kids there is just the biggest bonus you could ever have. Yeah, for sure, man. And I think, you know, it's, you know, hearing you talk about the charities you're working with and the reasons you're doing it, it's, it's really, um, it's great to hear, man, because, you know, like you said, I wouldn't say attitude was bad, right, wrong. Like I, I know I caught the that that era of Matt Moss when I was doing uh, TV and different things, um, and I think it's just the catalyst of the fact that, like you said, that's the attitude you have to have to be a continual winner at such a high level. Like really, the world kind of revolves around you, and you're always looking to the next big thing because you know, you expect yourself to win. So to experience it yeah. the way you're doing it now, not many, like I see, you know, like Chad Reed and a few of those guys have kind of gone the long route and, and had that late thirties career and Brayton to a degree seems like you get the love back because you've got so much more experience and you're just doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And I think you, you respect what you're actually doing and, like, yeah, like you respect the work that people, like a mechanic or Baden who's driving the trucks and leaving his family at home. Like, yeah, never, I never even thought about that. Like, I never thought that Jess Foreman had a family at home or Jay Foreman had a, had to leave a family at home. Like, that thought, them, that thought process never even went through your mind. So it was just, you just expected it. And then you, when you don't have it, 
and then you've got to work for it, then you, it just opens your eyes to, wow, like, this, this whole thing of me going racing this year is all these people around is just for me. Like, it, that's pretty – that's a championship, winning the championship in itself. Like, having these people really want your best interest, it, it's amazing. Yeah, and I will say that you do have a big support crew. Like, and it's not your typical moto industry – group that, that is around you you have your own crew but you can tell they're they're there for you and for the right reasons and it's uh it's really cool to see man and um you know hats off to you matt because you know nearly winning that championship yeah break my had his issues but you got to be in it to win it man and um 100 oh, and, and i'm like for me that's pretty i pretty much feel like i've won the championship like obviously i didn't win but in my thing coming second and and being in the hunt like it's a championship for me and my family it's it's um it's all this hard work and dedication that my wife's been going to work every single day just to pay for me to go riding. So, like, just to have it pay off is, is like, you know I mean, we, we come home as happy as Larry, like we won the championship. And, man, it's, yeah, it's, it's been surreal. It's been amazing. And I think now that Supercross is back, I think, you know, with me just, I'm, all I'm going to do is be racing Supercross from now on. I think, you know, my life, my longevity of racing should probably see me out for another good three four years so i'm looking forward to that too that's awesome to hear man well yeah i mean it worked for brayton he's what 38 39 so um i think 40 is probably yeah. the, the sweet spot or the crescendo for supercross yeah, well, I, I seen him on the weekend after that race and not that he, he didn't look happy or anything but he he did he looked relieved so uh, it's probably i don't know it looked he looked like he probably could have hung up the boots then, I, I, I feel. Like, he just looked very relieved and, like, it's over. Like, so I don't know what his plans is, but it was a different different side of him that I've seen compared to when he won the first race at Melbourne and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think when um, you're expected to win, there's that pressure, right? Like, as far yeah, as... Yeah, like, he, he, yeah, he, he, he looked very relieved, but, man, I'm hats off to him. And it's been a great, it's been a great season, for, you know, for the, for the guys to run a Supercross. Um, Newcastle was incredible. Um, so I'm looking forward to next year, that's for sure. Well, hey, man, it's exciting. Um, World Supercross, Oz Supercross, and knowing you, Matt, I'm sure some other things are going to pop up that may come out at some point. Um, I'm sure you'll have your finger in a few pies trying to keep some Supercross things going. Um, amazing. Yep. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Um, no, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, mate, enjoy the time with the fam. Um, you going back, going back to work before Christmas, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to reality real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it probably puts it in perspective, hey? Yeah. No, but I'm enjoying it. I, I, I'm enjoying it now because, you know, I can go to work now knowing I've got, you know, a bit of momentum. Sure, man. Good. All right. Well, hey, um, enjoy the time with the fam and uh, no doubt we will catch you. I'll try and catch up with you early uh, in the new year and uh, we'll, we'll talk some things for 23. All right, cheers. Thanks, Heath. See you, Mossy. Thanks, Thanks mate. Guys. See you, mate. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. All right, everybody. Matt Moss, Mossy 102 on the AMX Superstores Australian Supercross recap show on the Inside Dirt Network. Man, what a what a story, Posty. Yeah, it's 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 one of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's really cool. It's a feel good story. It, isn't honestly, it? It's, it is. I, I look back at that um, that video that I made for Alps, and you know. As a as a content creator, our whole job is to get clicks and views. But that was one of those um, videos that you could actually get behind, and it meant something. Yeah, it actually meant something. It was actually really really cool. And then like sitting there talking about like um 
I think you can genuinely hear in his voice that he's very content in his place. Whereas you, um, you know, you look at some of the other guys and they're still hunting, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really, really cool to see that Matt's in that place. And, uh, I'll be honest, it's a little bit shit that he's not going to be lining up for the, the MX nationals or the Oz pro MX. Yeah, pro um, MX. I, I have a theory I, I can understand it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, for I can sure. fully understand it. Uh, just um, to finish up your point, I think I think this. The the ego, the mind, racing, right? Like it is such an intense ego. Yeah. You know, when I say egotistic, I don't mean it in a negative way, but like to be a champion in this sport, you've got to be a headstrong you got to have an ego. Like, You're you got to be selfish, yeah. right? And, yeah, absolutely. And the world revolves around you. And you yeah. see it with so many athletes, be it in moto, be it in any sport, when they retire, when they have an injury, well, Matt was gone for four years. Yeah. And I think you find yourself when you leave the spotlight. Mm. Some people never do. You yeah. know, there's a lot of athletes that struggle post-career and it leads to a whole lot of complications, that, you know. But... you got to remember too, just in Matt's, in Matt's thing, their comeback wasn't... It's not like he just come back and started winning. No. Do you know what I mean? There like, was two years of getting... Like, remember 2020 when he came back? Yeah. And it was like... I remember he crashed like four times. No, one thaggy? One thaggy. Canberra. Like, yeah. big crash. Like, he like kept having every big time, crashes. Massive crashes. And he'd get a whole shot. He'd be top five. He'd run with them. And then he would just... Oh, it was kind of a running joke. Like, Matt's in the in the drainage ditch again. Like, I remember at Canberra, just cartwheeling. Massive. Thing, yeah. Know? Like, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, the... The journey. The journey back has uh, not been... I don't um, think anyone else could have done it other than him. Like, Ferris has done it. Yeah, but I it's, think it's you could different. put a couple in that thing. It's just that... Um, like, Marmont was one that could just come off the couch and run up front, yeah. but it, he never sustained it. Like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say Matt is very naturally talented. Like, I'll be honest with that. Yeah, okay. Like, as in, you watch Brayton ride or you watch Willsy ride. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Matt. But I, the, do, obviously, you're coming from a coach thing, and I come from a journalistic point of view. I just think that there's two different, two different sets of worlds. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, if you look at Dylan Wills' ride, it's almost fucking annoying to be honest. How can someone be that good on a motorcycle? And then you look at, um, say Toddy. Like yeah. Toddy's known for not being the most beautifulish yeah. guy to watch, but fuck, he's fast. Well, there's a difference. There's and then there's you got Ferris, who's just that traditional. Yeah. You know, like there's there's so many there's there's style and there's creativity, yeah. which which I I would lump in with natural talent. Yeah, where you can't teach someone to ride that way. They yeah. just got flow. Yeah, right? you can you can help them, but they're already it's already there. Like um, me and you could never be a Dylan Wills. Hold on, excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. Oh wow! Oh, excuse like me. me and you could never be a. Dylan Wills. No, I mean, and you look at, uh, say, Sexton, or you yeah. look at, you know, like there's just generational guys. Like Anderson, Yeah, you can't ride like Jason Anderson. No. Only he can. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the same with Dylan Wills. Whatever, right? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Mossy's natural talent is more so, yeah, he's a bulldog and he wants to win. That mindset. Thing. The mindset. Yeah. And that is what you need. Like, yeah, you give, give, give you that over natural um, talent any day. But And you look at your top dudes, they all possess... Yeah, they all do. They Something all have like that. all those champions, they all possess that mindset, which is, which is, yeah. They do. All right. Well, Mossy, um, appreciate you coming on the show. As I said, this is the AMX Superstores Oz SX uh, recap from Wagga Wagga round four, and also kind of the championship. My cheeseburger of a pug just walked in the room. Dungey is uh, struggling to breathe. See so if you guys can hear a pug hyperventilating in the background. That's what it is. Um, but we've got um, Jack. 
Mather. Oh, cool. Coming on in a little bit. SX3 Supercross champ. Killer. I thought it'd be cool to give him a bit of um, yeah, bit cool. of spotlight because um, he did great this year and he also had an amazing Primax season. So I want to talk to him about that. Fellow Husqvarna rider. Fellow Husky rider, a uh, fly racing athlete of, yes. uh, or a partner of us here with Inside Dirt. So he's got a lot going on for him, does Jack? We're going to get him on, I said, between seven and eight. So we can chat for a little bit now, Posty, and let's um, – we've been on 450, so let's continue that train. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, look – Mel Ross was out. He was there. He had his, his fingers surgery, had surgery during the week. Um, Jackson Richardson, uh, whatever went down. We don't really know. We heard some things, but I, I guess he went home. Uh, I don't know. There was some yeah. disagreements with the team. Some things went on. I don't really want to speculate, but uh, say to say, Mel Ross wasn't at the gate. Richardson wasn't at the gate. Um, Clout. Clout uh, obviously, he'll replace Clout, but... As far as the teams and the rider lineup, like obviously war of attrition with Supercross privateers, cost Maddie. of living, yeah, yeah. Medi, you look at like cost of living at the moment, flights, um, access to Supercross tracks, et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah. wasn't a huge lineup in the 40 class. Yeah. I, I don't think there was 15 maybe. To be honest, by the time we got to Walker, the attrition of the um, amount of riders that we had on the gate were getting pretty low. It was across all the classes. Yeah, but um, classes. man, the... The track was cool as far as the rhythms were long. It was... Oh, we can talk about Wagga? Yeah, Wagga. Okay, cool. Um, um, you know, it was set the sort of stage for talking about the racing, but the the rhythms were, you know, that one baseline rhythm after the first turn where it wasn't particularly technical, just high speed, and yeah. they were just going three, 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 bouncing through there at like, you know, fourth gear. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it was big, yeah. Yeah, and then the... the you know, Cashy built the track. Yeah. Cashy is known to build some booters. And the finish jump and the, the stadium triple, I don't think I've seen that many people go long on a stadium triple ever. Did you walk up the face of that triple? Uh, yes, I looked at it. It was yeah. very blind. Yeah. And it had a speed double coming into it. And, like, first time – I know how scary it is hitting the Supercross triple first time, like, and you always got a little, little hot sauce on it. But, man – Chicken wings Cos- and Cosford go long. Dude, Cosford Webster nearly went to outer space the first yeah. time he hit it, but everybody did. Like they were going up when they when they had it dialed. The point they were dropping in, they were still going up and just back yeah. tap, back tap, bah, bah, bah. And I'm surprised there wasn't any like get offs there. Yeah, just goes to show how good Supercross suspension is because they was jumping that to the flats. I um that that quad before the hip too. That uh, a couple of them doing, I think Webster did it, uh, Ansi did it, Hill was definitely doing it. Um, I can't remember a handful of the guys were doing it. Um, I really, I really like the track. Um, track was we, cool. That, we can, that tra- back track, rhythm. track conditions are a completely different thing to what the track was. Um, the track did get away from them in the end. I mean, the the problem was. I don't. Was I don't want to get into the whole politics of no like what should have happened with the off you know, this lights and, the and all that i don't because i to be honest um yeah. the reality was you know, it, it it's six o'clock at night when it had been 30 high 30s all day yeah the track got away um as in yeah. the dust and and the conditions and at that point it, and whatever led up to that or whatever decisions were made before that or during that or whatever like that's all up to the promoter and them and the track builders and all that guy as I think the catalyst of the back-to-back format that we run in Australia, where the triple headers are double yeah. headers, it means that with three classes, there's so many gate drops. Once the night show starts, you're not getting. Yeah. I I, re- I personally hated that format. 
um, as a fan, I don't know, but mm. for me, and it's just purely selfish because the way I plan out my, my shoots is that there's always the, um, the classic uh, goggle strap, the classic um, helmet nod, the pull down of the forks, you know, that pre-line tension, that sort of stuff. Um, this round, I couldn't get that because it was gate drop after gate drop. And it was. Drop. The schedule was like, go, was, go, go. It was really gnarly, and I think they Even were chasing the Even commentating. Time. Like, I was literally yeah. interviewing the post-race winner, then turning around, and the 30-second board was up. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was, like, so stressed, and I was like, man, have I... Because, like, I'm known to have bad time management. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? But, and, but Supercross Day, like, man, I'm usually... Like I've got these shots, got I've got to get schedule, this, I've got yeah. this, I know who I'm shooting for, so I'm going to go to, you know, go to the Husky truck, then I'm going to go to the KDM truck, then I'm going to get the drone up, and then I've got to get these photos, and then I've got to have those photos of these rides. So I sort of have my day planned out, but and like it got to the second motors, and I'm like, man, I I don't have a helmet shot of Wheels here, or I don't have this yeah. shot, or I don't have, and I said to Jonesy, uh, Mark Jones, and I was like, hey man, have you does this feel really rushed or do like is today just getting away from us or he's like nah man he's like I haven't stopped so, and I think because there was so with the Australian Supercross like you get there at 9am you sign in you know so much downtime and then when when they press go it's like yeah go so yeah. You know, the track, you know, despite this the track... This was pushed a little bit faster than it, what it usually, usually is. Usually yeah, yeah. is, you know, like, like yeah. At least an hour and a half. There was right? a light, you know, light issue where the, the stadium lights wasn't going to cut it and some things where they had to get it done before yeah. sunset, right? But yeah. um, the track held up even though it went away. Like, the racing was still really competitive. Yeah. 450s, we've, we've covered Matt Moss, we've covered Justin Brayton. Hill was really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Killed it in the heat race. Probably the funniest thing I've ever had someone do when I did a post-race interview... Did you, did you hear that? When nah. he grabbed the mic, I was like, had the mic in his hand, he like grabbed my hands and he's like, I just want to say, what's up, Wagga? Make some noise. Really? And there was like, you know, woo. Like, you know, yeah. a few a few golf claps, like the crowd probably weren't as, as into it as, and he was just <laughs> laughing. He's like, that didn't work at all. I was like, no, nah, mate. But um, he was just having fun. Like you could yeah. tell. And, and there's that footage of him quadding past Willsey. Hitting the hit. So sick. Yeah. So sick. Yeah. Um, Webster was really impressive. Yeah. Um, Willsey was really impressive. Like, he impressed he me. He went down in his in the first First one, final. Right in the... the uh, in but the, he was in that gaggle with Hill and Brayton and... Yeah. and um, he went down in that motor act rhythm lane and I was he like... He did. Oh, boy, that's not a good place to get No, down. no, that, yeah. was, that was probably one of the sketchier parts of the track because um, it was like that weird... You either went on, off... Yeah whatever, whatever, I can't remember if it was 3-2 or 2-3, and then there was the speed jump into the yeah. start straight, or you went over. Yes, you yes, went all so the way over. Yeah. There was options, but it, it was um, quite tight pockets and, and kind of with the hard pack and everything. But Wilsey career year, as far as Supercross goes, yep. um, I know I'm, 450 I'm, guy. I'm not going to air him air out his plans, but he has, he's got a unique program coming next year. Where, Supercross only. Yeah, Supercross only, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's going to suit him, yeah. 450 Supercross. Yeah. Um, I do get concerned with these guys doing Supercross only, how much they'll lose not doing motocross because we don't have a 16-round Supercross series in Australia. We have a five-round or a four-round. So you're basically not riding from December until August. Yeah, see, I think in Willsey's um, situation, it's he'll be... He's definitely going to be riding. He'll and, be spending and laps. He's got, he's got plans. I know, yeah. I know that. Um, and I think with his little hybrid thing he's going to do, it's going to be cool, right? Yeah, um, yeah. 
and really the way modern day athletes should look at things like having that kind of segue into anyway I, you know he's gonna put that out there so i don't want to say too yeah, much yeah, yeah. but um you know hopefully he you know husky give him that ride again next year i think he's he's definitely yeah in yeah. contention for it. He's a guy that maybe World Supercross could be a good thing for too with the mm. right team. Yeah, that's and what I was thinking. On yeah. a 250 maybe or even even a 450. Maybe that's not for him anymore, the 250. Maybe he's a full-time 450 guy now. Even I think he looked better on the 450. Dude, and, and you think someone with his skill, usually they ride a 450 better because they yeah. don't have to just swing off the thing. But, um, you know, Webster, again, didn't really pull it together in the races but was busting the quad yeah. a lot. Yeah. Doing the big rhythms. Um, he was right there through the whoops, solid. Um, anyone else we've missed to talk about at 450s? Uh, the, the private seekings, like Dylan Wood was doing well. Um, uh, yeah, Dylan Wood's it. I was meant to call Corey Watts to come on the show tonight. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he he was, um, we were hanging out at the Tilly's at the- uh, We can talk about Tilly's. Can we- We're we'll going to call we'll Darnell in okay, a minute so and we'll yeah. talk about Tilly's okay, cool. um, for the after party. Love but um, yeah, Watts, he's like, can I get on the show? And I was like, yeah. And then I totally forgot until about- 30 seconds ago we yeah. were talking about the privateer so what's if you're listening uh, and somehow telepathically you can call me in the next you know 30 minutes let's see if we can do that but yeah, if not we'll get you on another one yeah but what's he like eighth in the championship for Corey? yeah impressive um, oh, i'm gonna run through the um the championship standings i think it's cool quick. for these privateer guys i think it's just a little bit unnoticed um i think elijah weiss was in there as well um i'm i'm pretty big on on dylan um dylan's an, a phenomenal phenomenal rider he works really really hard i've had a bit of a relationship with him um so here we go um brayton moss tanny yeah you know tanny. Cool. i'd like to circle back to tanny at some stage maybe when darnell jumps yeah on. uh wilsey p4 yep. in the championship oh sick webster p5 yeah josh hill p6 yep uh dylan wood p7 cool Corey watts b8 yep. elijah weiss nine brandon Steele ten. Oh yeah pretty cool i mean you got you know, like you said. To be honest, I don't even know who Brandon Steele is. Is he the Cowie kid? No, that's um, that's Joel Sigliano. I think. Oh, okay. My my apologies. No, I, I feel terrible. I don't know who Brandon Steele is either. Yeah. So, um, Steele, if you, you know listen, what, dude, kill. If you listen to the show, good job, and send us a DM and uh, tell us we need to know more about who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, how cool is that? Like, yeah, the factory field is thin. You've got privateer in the championship seven through ten. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool, man. Yeah. Um, high school Donnell. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool, the man the myth uh darnell official he just said you better get me in so uh yeah he gets emotional when he's not in he does he was very upset at the last one he misses he misses us let's call darnell official gentlemen darnell how we doing mate um pretty good <laughs> driving 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 we did a lot of driving you and i um to put it in perspective for the listeners uh, me and Posty were going to travel together and then I'm not sure what happened, but... Um, I flew. He dogged me pretty hard. I'm not sure what went down there. Yeah, um, factory life. Yeah, factory life. Yep. So... The ghost motor. He went ghosty about it and then he, he surfaced in Wagga. Um, so I was like, okay, there he is. <laughs> but um, I flew down to Melbourne and Dino was gracious enough to pick me up. And then I realized that once I got to Melbourne that Wagga is four and a half hours from Melbourne, Dino. It was fun, dude. Like the drive there, not so much, but the drive home, you were still, um, the reason we called you is because I, I got to Corey Watts in MX1 and I started talking about Tilly's and then we were like, we need to call Donnell. So, um, <laughs> so that's yeah. how that went. But you were obviously, uh, didn't sleep 
too much when we jumped into the van on on Sunday morning, and I drove the four and a half hours back. But you were a good time. We had some sing-alongs and uh, had a hell of a road trip. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I was um, how do we put this? I was in uh, no shape to operate a motor vehicle. Um, <laughs> Posty. So- um, I haven't seen Posty. Posty went hard. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I dipped out at about eleven because I knew I had to drive and fly and and had the family Sunday afternoon. I was like, "There's no way I can send it." But as I left, I like bumped into Danny Ham, Cam Sings, Lee Hogan, and they were like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I got to go, boys. Like, I got to get up early and drive." And they're like, "We're older than you." And I was like, "Man, you got a point." But there was a lot of people enjoying themselves. It was good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good to get everyone in one spot for. Let's call it an unofficial after party. I'm pretty uh, sure you were the unofficial organizer of said after party as well. Instigator, I'd like to call him. Uh, I instigated nothing. I just happened to say to the entire pits, <laughs> literally everybody <laughs> over the PA. <laughs> it was basically it was funny how it happened. I, you know, I mentioned it to a few a few people. I'm like, oh, we went to this place last night. I mean, I definitely wasn't doing research two weeks before. No, we just went there Friday night to, to play some pool and get a drink, and then and then I think the seed was planted, wasn't it? Well, I kind of knew it was there. Um, and then, yeah, I mentioned this to a few people, and then I had a couple other people come up going, apparently you're the man to talk to about where we're going, and uh, I, I take no responsibility uh, <laughs> for my actions or anyone else's. So... Um, you know, I just I went there to have a nice, you know, nice glass of pinot or something, you know. Um, he talks some shit, this fella, right? Yeah, well, he's a big PR guy now. He's in marketing, yeah. you know. He knows how to spin the story. Yeah. But um, we we had I you be political about this shit. Yeah, I, 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 got, I went there to get. I went there to drink a lot of beers. I don't know about anyone else. Well, we had your boy Mossy on just before, and we went through, you know, his comeback and 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 the event and 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 obviously just awesome interview. Like, go back and re-listen to it because. Um, He's he's in a really cool place in his life, and obviously you're involved in this program with Alps, and great to see. Um, and we're just finishing up talking about SX1. So we got to Tanny, and he's probably the one guy we haven't really touched on, but obviously that second moto, like to, to go from, I was chatting to him Saturday afternoon before practice, and he got the medical clearance, but he didn't ride press day, so he basically said he's going to see how he felt as far as his head uh, with his head hit from Newcastle in practice, and and he looked a bit rusty, kind of overjumped, underjumped, like he was blowing the cobwebs out. To go from that, Darnell, to to just checking out in that final moto, like that was a pretty quick rebound. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just a, an excellent way to top off Aaron's year. What a year he's had, indoor and out. Um, obviously, Newcastle things went a little awry, but to bounce back like that, um, it's just that that's Aaron's year in a nutshell. That last moto. Um, it was great to see him, and it's great to see a new face out front. Um, it's been a while since we've had one. Obviously, Justin Wild under Justin on at the fifth of Australian Supercross title, and that's just an achievement in itself. Matt Moss has been around a long time, and it's great to see Mossy back up front. Um, you know, what, what, what more can we say about his Supercross season? And you know, that that win at Newcastle, I think there was a lot of emotion um, across the industry for that one. You know, that was that was really cool to see. But Aaron. So is that what uh, we think for Tanny? Do we, do we think Primex, WSX, and OzSX again? Is that what we're thinking? I, I think so. I believe I he's think, under contract. Uh, 
he's under contract. Yeah, I believe so. Nothing's yeah. been announced, but I guess nothing's going to get announced until now because Supercross yeah. was on. Well, this, this year is running so late compared to what we're used to. You know, we're not usually racing in December. That's normally um, like early, mid-November at the latest. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think obviously Nasher will want to see that number one plate on that bike. Um I think Aaron would want to see so, that number one yeah. plate at one thingy. And know. look, realistically, regardless of Jed coming back, the Ferris rumor mill is going through the the, the pits right now. Um, John Farnham. Yeah, John Farnham on his, on his comeback tour. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got, um, you know, Webster's going to be amazing. Clout's going to be back. Like, the list goes on. But Toddy. Toddy. Oh, Toddy. I can't forget your boy Toddy. Yeah. Um, Meddy. You know, I think Meddy's going again from what I'm hearing. So, yeah, yeah, you know, Privateer again. Um, Gibbsy. Gibbsy's back. Melros. Re- well, I don't know if Melros has re-signed, no, no, actually. Melros isn't coming back. Oh, yeah, that, that seat's... We, yeah, we can't announce that yet. But that's that's going to be a big comeback, that one. Um, but at the end of the day, like, regardless of all that, Tanny's going to still be in contention for that championship, as far as is I'm it, concerned. Is it? Like... Don't, in whatever. contention, he'll be the number one contender in my opinion. 100%, bro. Yeah, I'm with you, Darnell. Aaron he's is, the baddest much, dude we, on a motorcycle right now. As much as, you know, Jed's coming back, we've seen this before where that transition back from GP back into Australian motocross, it sometimes can take the guys a season, you know, to get back to our tracks and our formats and our bikes, like, you know. And we talked about this on the drive, Darnell, but I don't think Jed has that learning curve because he's going to be out. He's already out with Ross and the Beatons crew and he's riding Aussie tracks. Like, he'll, he's from Tasmania, dude. He grew up riding Aussie stuff. Like, I, th- I think, but regardless, I'm saying Tanny, I don't think that you can say that any of these guys are going to run rings around him. I think he's a legitimate contender to repeat his title. To be honest. I, I think he is. There's, there's, a, there's a number one on his bike for a reason and I think everyone's going to be everyone's going to be chasing Aaron. He is, he is the guy at the moment, and regardless of who's coming back, or there's a, there's a reason he's the champion, and he's the reason there's, a, there's a reason there's a number one on that bike. Um, so, you know, I think that he's going to be your guy to chase next year. Hey, so he so, should have been on the Nations team, eh? Uh, no, I still agree, but... Um, oh, but... but. We're not, getting, we're not getting into that. Hang on, can we get back to Supercross? Before we move on to next year in motocross, the guy I want to talk about in SX1 that what a year he had, Dylan Wills, like, what a year the debut on the 450 in Supercross. Yeah, we just we just touched on that. Um, yeah, we couldn't sing enough praises about Willsey. Yeah. Um, right, that was just it, epic for Willsey. To get incredible. on the podium last week in Newcastle, um, his you know, his gear guy doesn't like you much, eh? Not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's segue into MX2 because uh, we've talked about MX1. Now you can stay on for this, Donnell, if you want. Um, I've got Jack yeah, cool. Jack Mather coming up uh, in SX3 because he got the championship in a little bit. So we'll can, we'll we, can we just talk about how hard Wagga goes for a minute? Oh yeah, I mean we didn't really touch on that. So look, I left very early from the after party. Like I said, I was in bed by eleven something. And what time did you pull out, Donnell? Do you remember? I don't remember what time he got back to the room, but it was. Um, no, go ahead. <laughs> he, looked, he looked very that surprised to be. That, look, <laughs> that doesn't need to be public knowledge. <laughs> um, Tilly's goes off, bro. Yeah, you. Like, I said goodbye to you. You were a few shots deep. I can't remember you. You don't remember, you don't remember me? Ah. Yeah. Ah, That's I a good sign. That's a good night. I was on a mission. Were you there at all? 
I was there. I got there about 10 and uh, oh, I yeah. left about 11 something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I was a bit funny enough. I was the first one there. <laughs> It's not funny at all. Um, the the, the organisers got to be shocker. there to greet the patrons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah Tilly's nice. goes off. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like I could get a little bit of a bonus from I, I don't know if it's from Tilly's themselves or Australian Supercross or. I mean, the amount of money that got put, put through the bar at Tilly's, they could probably give you a cut of that. I think I've heard about four podcasts talk about Tilly's. I mean, so Tilly's Instagram following. Probably owes you a bit, Darnell. Yeah, I mean, talk about PR. Big PR guy over here. Massive PR guy. That's yeah, the, that's the greatest marketing plan he's ever done. Yeah, he's. Uh, is it, what's the guest list? You know, like Darnell's guest list at the door. Oh, oh. yeah. Normally that way. Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> anyway, right. Let's talk uh, about SX2. Um, Anstey. Big big fan of Max Anstey, honestly. Really impressed me. Fellow Englishman. Fellow Englishman had a chat about being English and um, things. I didn't know he was that good. Dude, me either. Like, it sounds silly. I don't follow the American stuff, so I wouldn't know. But he doesn't shine in the American stuff because of... I don't follow the American stuff. No, like, but I know, you got to be honest. You can't tell me that looking at Anstey's American Supercross performances where, yeah, he was making 450 mains on HEP and... He was good, but nothing I saw there led me to think that he was as good as he was now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got, I'm not he's talking got about NXGP and yeah, Factory Husky and shit. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. Supercross. Literally Supercross, yeah. Yeah, well, look, it's, you can always work with speed and Max. Uh, you don't want to talk about the GPs, but like, he's, he's a legit dude. Um, and we saw that straight away from round one. Yeah. Even before that, you know. You don't race American Supercross and on the world stage and in GPs and not expect to be a front runner like that. And honestly, the one that surprised me more though was Cole Thompson. Um, it was cool to see him see, get the win. I'm less surprised by Cole Thompson than what I am by Anstey because Cole Thompson's like a legitimate Supercross winner in Canada. In He's Canada. That's yeah, in Canada. In Canada. Yeah, whatever, dude. I mean, yeah, that it's means like you're... Wow, man. Whoa. So what do you say about Whoa. Australian Supercross? I don't think you can bear Canadian super Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, look, Thompson. He's raced AMAs as well. Yeah, but so is Anstey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying there. But yeah. Thompson's like legit. You have some very bold plays, Vicky. What do you mean? Like Posty's left field on some things. That was not oh, left field, that left one. Field. You're saying that, no. that Thompson surprised you less more- than Anstey. Yeah, but I don't follow anything from Anstey. I mean, yeah, so either way, you need to pay Thompson, dude, I, Thompson and was a surprise. he come across the line in that second one and um, his mechanic, I guess him and his mechanic, it was Ben, right? His mechanic from Serco. Um, yeah. They obviously bonded quite well and they were pretty tight. Like it was Ben, Cole and, and Cole's chick. Um, and man, he took his helmet off and, and he was like, did I get it? Did I get it? And Ben's like, you got it. And he just burst into tears and he was like, thank you so much. Like he was, he was so, so stoked. Do we see him come back? So, so, I reckon he'll come back for sure. And I think he had a good bond with the team. Um, yeah, they so seem to. If I'm wrong, but did all those boys tie on the night and he got it back on a countback? I don't know the dynamic there, but that it was real close. No, but, it was tight between him and NATO. Yeah. Because who won the second um, moto? Um, he did. Cole? Thompson. Yeah, did he win the second so moto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went He went 3-1. So yeah, right, dude. I've commentated that many races. It's a blur, honestly. 
No, nah, 3 1. I, so I was listening to I the audio when I, was, when I was doing it today. Because I got that thing oh, no, when he's on. crying on the. Oh, when he, when he, oh you, know, you got that shot. Oh, yeah, yeah you were yeah, like yeah. right next to me. Yeah, hey? yeah, 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 yeah. I was literally shooting. And oh, him, yeah, that's right. And him and Nato were talking. I'm still waiting for those videos of me doing my thing. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He hey, so man. is the rest of the industry because Posty's just literally Tuesday just boys. Like, it. Tuesday boys. Like, <laughs> Settle down. Slow down. Yeah. Like, this man's in high demand. Five's already, five videos have already gone out. Like, this, <laughs> this is... um, oh, yeah. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah, it wasn't Thompson. It oh. was, yeah. I knew it wasn't Thompson. Oh, yeah. uh, you um, guys convinced me pretty quick that it. Once again, we don't know nothing. Hey, Joe, have you worked out if we're having one round or two rounds of calling yet? I know it was three months ago. But. Wait, what was that other one that we didn't know about? If Brayton was racing or not? Yeah, it was, was riding. That was a few short uh, weeks so, ago, and we had no idea who the lineup was for just yeah. about any team. Well, Dean Wilson never come so, back either. He definitely didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just so we know, Brayton, Brayton is racing or did race, and he won. Well, he um, did. Um, yeah. Between oh, us, yeah. did Brayton look like everyone said that he looked relieved? I, Brayton looked dumb I think to he me, eh? Yeah, Brayton looked done. Yeah, I think he was just... I mean, Donnell and I talked about this on the drive home. Like, he didn't have the family out here this time. Like, I think a lot of the dynamics changed. he rang his uh, family on the line. Really? Yeah, they rang him. I've got that on video too. If anyone wants it, hit me up. (laughs) Work out a deal. Yeah, I'll send you an invoice. (laughs) I, I don't know, man. I think... In years past, the kids were younger. They were doing the family holiday thing. He's got a... He's got a... Bike shop, a mountain bike shop, and a motorcycle shop somewhere too. Like he's got a bit going yeah. on back home. He's got now, dealerships, yeah. and you know, I think the money that he's made in his career, he's invested. So probably being away from, dude, I got a family, and being away from home is not easy. And I'm not, I'm not being away from home training and racing, trying to win professional championships. So yeah. I can definitely understand the, the the pressure and the the distractions that when you're not home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to SX2. But back to SX2. Yeah. So Wilson Todd, I mean, kind of a supercross season for him that could have been really. Like, it, yeah. it was really up and down. He's racing US supercross, eh? I believe yeah, so. I so. Yeah. Yeah. And then coming back for Aussie yeah. Nationals, is that correct? Yeah. I think he's doing all he's three. He's going to World Supercross. Because Mossy just said he's going to defend his 250 title, right? Yeah. Max Anstey, yeah. Cole Thompson, Nato Crawford, one, two, and three in the championship. Reese Bud, four. Sorry, just before we move up. Move forward. So the, the top finishing Australian riders were Matt Moss and um, Nathan Crawford, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain brands that support and the top Aussies in the sport. I'll put that there. Oh, okay, moving on. Gorilla marketing. Moving on. Uh, he's already done his marketing for Tilly's. Yeah. Now he's trying to get his day job in there. This yeah. guy's ruthless. What have I created? Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to support that. Yeah. Yeah. True. Reese Bud four in the championship. Noah Ferguson five in the championship. Wilson Todd P six. Like obviously a DNF at round one for Wilson really didn't help and, and then it was What did he finish in the championship? Uh six. Oh loose. Uh KJ Barham, seventh in the championship. Joe Constantino eight, Cosford nine, and Jackson Hadlow ten. Um lot of good lot of good stories in here for SX two in the championship. Like NATO. NATO Hadlow, that's a it is a great success so, story. Like all these guys, Cosford got on a team, Hadlow got on the team, Jaya had you know probably his best pro season. Um, He's super underrated, eh? Jaya does he go under the radar? He goes under the radar yeah. because he's he's very uh, underspoken. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't make a lot of noise. Yeah, but man, it's, I've been around that kid a long time because he's from where I used to live in Victoria. He, he used to. Um, 
he was always at the junior races, been on, on the Lee Hogan BCP junior team. Like, kid has got so much skill. Like, when I did a camp in America years ago, he came and, and rode with us in America when we were in California. And, like, he's one of those Dylan Wills type riders that yeah. you can't teach the skills he's got. But I also feel that his race brain and and that side of him, it's it's a slow build for Jai. I know he's re-signed with Cowie next year. Oh, he has? Yeah. Sick. So that's a really good base for him after the success. Yeah, that's, you know, good. Like, that's awesome. He could have a breakout year eventually where I could see him winning I remember races um, and stuff. 20, 21 Thaggy where he was sitting full privateer. So yeah, out second, on the Husky out front. Yeah, Second Husky. Then yeah. he broke his hand. Yeah, smashed himself. Um, yeah, broke his wrist. Yeah, he finished the second moto, yeah, dude. That's right, yeah. Um, the kid's but got some heart, but, that dude. you know, Reese Bard, another great feel-good story. Like, yeah, didn't... He's leaving Yamaloo, eh? Yes. Yeah, Lou, so. Um, that's that's the word, at least. Nothing's confirmed. To the other blue team? Yes, that's what I oh, believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's all, yeah. Bit of a, just the old Queensland there's a, switcheroo. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shuffling going along with those blue bikes. Well, I think so does, the thing does with Yamaloo... stay with Yamaloo? From what I understand, they're trying to keep him. Cool. But so they've Crossford also got Marwood. they've got Charlie and Jake Cannon. Oh yeah, but Jake Cannon's not senior. He is now. No way. He SX, like SX three. Yeah, but, but he's still running under the team. Yeah, but that's it. That's that. It'll be that Yamaha junior team. Yeah, but Charlie's doing. Uh, I don't know. She'll do the women's, but she'll it's do the women's. By the Europeans, yeah. It's, there's there's some weird split Yamaha. You so, know, Yamaha just absorbs okay, regardless, stuff. But is is Cosford staying? They want to keep him. That's yeah. that's what I heard on the weekend. I I don't know if. There's nothing signed, but they want to keep him is what I heard. Good motocross rider. Dude, great rider all around. He, he could be a guy next year that has a breakout year if like he stays on that Jai, team. Same sort of same sort of dude, though? No, I think Jace has got a higher ceiling than oh, okay. Jai, honestly. Yeah, yeah, After right. watching him all these years. Yeah. Jai's got mad skills on a bike, but Jace... Cossard's retarded. Oh, we're not allowed to say that word anymore. Not right? anymore, but okay. I don't know. What do you think, Donnell? Um, yeah, I mean, He's I think Jace... Yeah, he's like who? No. What does he wear? <laughs> what gear is he um, in? No, Jace, Jace has a. I think Jace has speed that he will go well at some rounds, but I just don't think the consistency is there yet. Yet, I say. Well, but if he has a breakout year and he fixes that, then there's no better giving, team manager or team to be under to fix that. True. Yeah. Yeah, between Wardy yeah, and, and Bish, like that's everything you need right there. Literally the. One of so the best bikes I've ever like thing. Yeah. That's what I like about Jai. Jai, he's fast, but he's very consistent. You know, he's always going to be there or thereabout. Yeah, uh, but like my thing is, like, you see someone like Jai or Jace, or and then, like, when do you go to the next thing? When do you become a race winner? When do you become a Crawford? When do you become a. Uh, it's just, Wilson it's Todd? timing, isn't it? It's like, when do you have that breakout ride? Like, yeah. I could see Jai or Jace having that breakout yeah, well, that's ride. Right. In, that, in but that's the question that I'm you know? asking you. Yeah. Obviously, Wilson's going to stay down for 23. Uh, Wilson Todd, that is. Um, it's going to be think, interesting. I think, Wilson and, I think Wilson and NATO for the motocross next year, that, that's yeah. the battle. It is, and I think and NATO's going to be a lot closer, obviously, because he's, fingers crossed, going to come in healthy. He's had a really great building second half of the year, and he's... He's a hell of an athlete he's at this point. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got um, really really high confidence at the moment after, I think they've been super cross season on a high. So, Look, Reese Bard got that win in Newcastle, didn't go the way he probably wanted it at Wagga, but still a great super cross season for him. Um, Focus on P5 in the championship. He, he, look, did he have a, what, what was his breakout ride? Newcastle, where did he finish? 
You finish on the box. Yeah, go on the box, third overall. Yeah. So that's a really good rookie Supercross season. He hasn't done Supercross. Never raced Supercross ever. No, so hats off to him. I don't think Reese has either, though, eh? No, Reese hasn't either. Um, KJ, look, he's a Supercross vet. He's got a killer track at his house, but he's not on the level of the Crawfords and the Wilson Todds. So for oh, him just, to... I just... I, I, he went, I just he, disagree he went with that, eh? Yeah, Sorry. He, he's been at the pointy end of heat races, and I think he... was he... Overall, in the night, he went 6-4. Yeah. Uh, My thing with Barham is Taylor, that he's overlooked. He's overlooked. Yeah, that's, he's, that's he's overlooked. He's overlooked. Because he's overlooked is because he's been in the, the pro ranks since 2014 and he's always been there, but he's never broken out. Yeah. You know, Donnell, you know yourself, right? Like, if you're a career yeah, a top five guy in Australia, like, it's not a breakout. Yeah. No, uh, I, think, I think he's a... And I love I KJ, by the way. He's, he's an absolute legend. Yeah, I think you get a little bit more support behind KJ, and I think you can, you can be a podium guy. Um, yeah, I just think that he's... With the brides had this year. I think with he's severely... Race, like severely overlooked. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Can he ride a 450? But, Would he ever step up? Oh, yeah, but he's... He's, he's very... Like, he's quite sure. He, he's, he's a little... Yeah, he's, he's not... Like, did you large. see what those whoops were doing to him? I thought he was doing things to those whoops, honestly. He, yeah, he can, no, but when they got rough, like they got rough for him. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about rough rides with the whoops, let's talk about Yokoyama. Oh, yeah. Oh, Who's oh, taller, Barham yeah. or Yokoyama? Barham. Oh, yeah. Yoki is... Barham looks like NATO next to Yokoyama. <laughs> 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 Boy, he's got length. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Haruki, I, I, I love Haruki. But it may be time to reconsider his Supercross career. Why oh, did he road sick? He just had massive ones. Well, uh, is that yeah, the metric? Yeah. Road sick, but yeah. every round he was in the highlight reel of just yeah, Barney I mean, and his brains out. Yeah, I mean, but I like for like yeah. how many Japanese dudes ride Supercross? This would have been. There's I mean, a reason for this. Yeah, but is, was this his first time riding Supercross? I'd imagine Joshimoto, so. Joshimoto's pretty good at Supercross. Yeah, but he's American, dude. Who's that? Joe Shimoda. Who's that? Oh, come on, Posty. I, only know I know you. I know you champion Australia, but come on, man. MXGP. Yeah. Shimoda is one of the few Japanese riders that ride on the balls of his feet, though. Like Haruki Taka back in the day, like all those. Haruki rips though. He rips, but he rides on his heels. You yeah, can't ride Supercross on your heels. Supercross. No, and I love Haruki. Awesome dude. His wife's his mechanic. That still so just sick. blows me away. Yeah, that they'd just be having a domestic about his suspension clickers. Like I find that fascinating. She's the only one allowed to touch that bike. Yeah, like full like seal of the Emperor Japan, like hundred percent, bro. The like samurai the, sword. Yeah, like she's, I think that's racist. I don't think you're allowed to. Say <laughs> no racism intended. because uh, we're so politically correct. I mean, we're trying to be. It's 2022. I am. With pronouns now. I am an established member. Darnell goes to sir him party planner Tilly's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can someone tell us, because you're going to have Jack on in a minute, can anyone give us an update on um, Cole Davies? Because he went down pretty big in that FX3 race. I haven't heard That's anything, right. but he was on the stretcher when they flew the red flag. God, he can ride. Concussion, eh? He's looking very Townley-esque. I know Townley coaches him, and he's on Josh Coppin's team. Wait, the look, kid's got a bright who's future. Who's the kid on the liquid molly bike? Oh, that's Miles Gilmore. Dude. He's uh, He rips too, eh? WA kid. But oh, he yeah. spent a lot of time in America, MTF, Millsaps. Oh, like, okay. He's been doing the amateur scene over there. Yeah. So, yeah. He rips he, too, eh? Good kid, rips. Yeah. Um, what happened to... Um, one month, didn't he? 
he did go one one. What happened to um? Who's the Connor dude that you do? Yeah, yeah. Connor the Whoops. That's what happened to Connor. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, did he have a big one? No, but oh, okay. he's about three foot five, yep. and the Whoops were about four foot tall. Supercross is his forte, though, right? Supercross is his forte. Like killed Supercross on a mini bike. Rides with Willsy. Right? Rides with Willsy. Yeah. But everyone, look, I'm not in Connor's corner, so to speak. I help him out with PR and marketing. Um, obviously, I used to coach, and my thing with the family for him, he, you know, he had a bit of a rep in Primax because he was winning, and he would crash on TV. Like that oh, was yeah. the thing. Yeah, right? Like the fastest guy most of the time, and just had big crashes. So. I think for his confidence and for the sustainability of his career, he needed to just get through Supercross and just get through it. And he almost got third in the championship. Um, but, you know, he basically just said he couldn't figure the whoops out. Like he needed more practice and bigger whoops. Um, yeah, okay. Because remember, he broke his collarbone at... Um, QMP. QMP. So he, oh, that was a big one. That was a big one. Mm. You know, one of those primetime TV crashes. I mean, that Jimmy he, got that, didn't he? Jimmy got it. Yeah, he got the money shot. Yeah. So did TV, though. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah. Um, Is there anyone else that would um what um what's his name finish fourteen on the Liquid Molly boat? What's his name? Oh, oh no, it was Prongy. Prongy, Luke yeah. Davis. Prongy. Um, I'm not sure. What did Prongy do overall, Daniel? Uh, I haven't looked at anything since we left Wagga Wagga. Sorry, boys. Um, sure. I've been busy. Um, he was a last-minute fill-in, hadn't ridden in forever, and I thought he did all right. Yeah, Prongy is one of those dudes that off the couch just – he can do it. Yeah. You know, like come over, ride Supercross for a few days. I think Yareev um, wanted him ejected. Yeah, I mean, that was that was, that was was a weird deal. I don't get how that happened. It was just one of those freak things. Yeah. Um, you know, and, yeah, Yareev was heated, but it's accident. Like, stuff happened. Did you see yeah. that front rim? No. Oh, I've got a photo. Is it oh. taco? Oh, oh man, that's a oh one man, that thing. It's it's flat. more it's more twisted than Darnell. At <laughs> it's more twisted than Darnell at Tilly's. Yeah. That's putting it politely. <laughs> um, you I'm know, while we're on this topic, I do want to talk about. Um, oh wow, that's a decent impact. Literally, bro. Oh, that's yours. Yeah, oh, that's good job. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Um, that look with Molly team um, with Tom Carroll. I do want to give a, a, a tip of the hat to those guys because. Um, yeah, like it's not it's not one of those smoke and mirrors teams where um, like Prongy's riding for a team, but he's kind of paying for everything. Like th- those guys were looking after him, and they were looking after their riders. And uh, startup team, I know how hard that is. So we need more of that in the pits. It's good to see. Um, Boy, they look legit too, eh? It the does. Setup man. looks yeah, sick. It's, it's cool. Yeah, uh, and you know, you look at that, like the BBR team. Um, some good privateer teams in the pits. A lot of trucks, not a lot of riders under the trucks with injuries and whatnot, but, um, you know, do we circle? We're going to call Jack Mather in a minute, Donnell, so I'm going to let you go, but is there anything we circle back to before we finish? Tillies? No. Stop saying Tillies. Oh, um, uh, no, I don't know. It's, it's, that's 2022 and a wrap, eh? Like, it's been a, it's been a good year. We finally got to go racing. How good is that? To have both championships run and done, you know? That's the most important thing that I think people need to look at from this year, that we got to race. Yeah, that's a win so right we, there. We got, we got eight rounds of motocross. We got four rounds of supercross. Uh, you know, that's... The spicy that's flu went away and... Um and we, yeah, we got a year, right? Like far out. Think about last December sitting here, like it was not the same. Who are you more pumped on, um, Darnell, NATO or Mossy? 
Or bar them. Yeah, like gear guy, uh, gear guy, man friend. You yeah. know, like there's three of them in a, in a house on fire and you've got to rescue one of them. With no pants on. With no pants on. Who is it? I don't know. Yep. Oh, look at Nato. I, 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 I reckon it's Nato. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Nato's his boy. 100%. Yeah. But from an Alps point of view, Mossy. Hmm. It's real like company, oh, personal, yeah, you know. It's, it's a dilemma it's a, for him. It's a confliction. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I look after all my riders equally. Oh, so, oh, he's this, this ever the politician now, isn't he? Yeah. Ever since he oh, got no, that Tilly's fucking check, he's all yeah, he's all it's all I've, politics. I've, Walking the streets of Wagga, shaking hands and kissing babies. It's the next mayor. That's it. <laughs> mayor That's of it. Wagga. Yeah. Well, I actually joke. Can we talk about? <laughs> can we talk about Wagga's airport? No, oh, how was that? amping up the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I brought that up earlier, but um, I nearly got hit on the show tonight. I know I was showing you the group messages. He is a legend. Um, he is a, a D. He is just a good dude. He really um, is. And I'm going to do it again because it was the funniest shit I've ever had in an interview. He just grabs my hands with the mic and he's like, I just want to say, what's up, Wagga? Make some noise. <laughs> it's just like, it was incredible because the crowd didn't react that well. And then he just had such a sense of humor about it and far out. What a legend. Hey, were you commenting, commentating the, the freestyle I was. I oh, got. Yeah. Um. I got the call in. Was that the flashback for you? The big knack knack thing. It was. Can. It was funny. Um. Hoags was just stressing because the freestyle thing got, got thrown in the schedule, and they 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 televised the whole contest. Oh. And he was like, "Hammy's got to do trackside." I don't really know a lot about freestyle, and he was like, "Do you?" Know? And I was like, "Well, yeah, I used to do freestyle for a, for a decent time. So all those years of doing seat grabs must have paid off." So, um, it was cool. It was cool to do TV again. Big, big TV. Was it cool doing TV with them or like was it cooler when you were doing TV with me? Because like as far as producers go, it's probably the best one you ever had. Look, they had, it, they had it a little different to our setup. Me and Hoags were isolated. We were in the tower. Uh, I didn't see the producers or I didn't hear. There was a tower at Auger? Yeah, it was a tower. Oh. Yeah, one, there was one there was one tower. I saw a container. <laughs> next to we the corporate the area? Oh, yeah, it was next was to the, the corporate area. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, next to the corporate VIP right. area. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. But um, no, that was cool. It was cool to do that. Uh, I enjoyed it, and um, I would have loved to have called the racing on TV. But I love doing the venue stuff too. It was fun. Um, I would love to do like all of Supercross next year for a venue or something. So if anyone from if, AM, if anyone from AME is listening, um, let's work on that. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. I'm gonna go call Jack Maker now. Um, appreciate it, Darnell. Um, no worries. Thank you to all the listeners for this year too. We're back. True. Yeah. This is this is probably a sign off for the year. So um, yeah. Shout out to all of you. Um, shout out to you, Mickey, for an excellent year, my friend. No, thank you, my content friend. And and you're hanging out and and Jimmy, who's behind the scenes. Thank you, Jimmy. Can't and, wait for uh, one thing in can, three uh, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all get a week thank off you. and then we're resuiting for one thingy. <laughs> That's it's going to feel like three weeks. Literally. Do you want to say thank yeah, you to Joe now? Or? Yeah, sorry. I, I interrupted <laughs> no, my thank you. I'm waiting for you to call me. Well, do you like, want to keep talking about one thingy? No, you can keep cutting me off, Joe, so you can go. And, uh, uh, is this a PG show or can I swear on this one? Oh, we say whatever. We say whatever. All right, Joe, you can go fuck yourself. See you, guys. <laughs> See you, Darnell. Have a good year. Much love. <laughs> See you in one thingy. See you, bro. Uh, and Mike Drop, Darnell's out. See ya.
Oh, Darnell official. Back to Tilly's. All right, let's call Jack uh, Jack Mather and uh, wrap this one up, Hosty. I'm excited to get this MX3 kid on because he's had a good year and these guys need... He rips, too. He rips, man. So let's uh, let's get him on. Jack, you there, mate? Hello. <laughs> oh, we've I'm got here. him. We've got him. We was a bit concerned it wasn't going to go through, but how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, welcome to the AMX Superstars uh, Oz Supercross Recap Show here on the Inside Dirt Network. And um, Jack, how do you pronounce your last name? Can you please? Can you tell me, mate? Pronounce Mather. Mather. It is Mather. Mather. Yeah. I've done it. I'm sure everyone has butchered it all year. He just um, wants to go as SX3 champ. Just the SX3 champion. champion. That's a fair call. Um, Jack, congratulations on the championship. Um, before we get to the Supercross championship, I'm, I'm not going to lie. M- MX3, SX3 is always a, a bit of a tough one for us in the media because the riders rotate so quickly. And I've been gone from the junior scene for a few years, especially with COVID. I was a little bit um, under the radar as far as who was coming through. So I didn't really know much about you um, coming into Prime X. So for the listeners, give us a bit of a rundown. Like how old are you? Where have you come from? Like we don't need your life story, but you know, the last year or so leading into you turning into the, the pro ranks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm 17 years old and, um, from the sunny coast, Queensland. And, um, yeah, so we've, we did the Prime X this year. Uh, but yeah, um, so just been racing Queensland titles basically, uh, last year and um, won them, so we decided to give the MX3 class a run. Um, yeah, had a had a strong series there with uh, like quite a few podiums. So no, it was a good year for us in the MX3 class. What did you end up finishing? Third. You were th- the third, third in the championship. Right? Yeah. Yeah, third in the championship. Yeah. You got some race wins. You got some overall victories. Um, it's a pretty solid year. He's a bad dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kid rips. Tell me, are you? Are you husky backed as far as like they're not that they have a factory MX3 squad or whatever, but are you, you're actually a Husqvarna Australia rider. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So yeah, not a factory ride, but yeah, uh, husky back. Yep. Support. Yeah. And then obviously uh, Fly Racing, who is you're a partner of us here at Inside Dirt. Um, you can get the latest Fly Racing at AMX Superstores, Jack. I don't know if you knew this, but... Um, he gets sent to himself. He probably does. But if he was to need any on the road, he could oh. go to AMX Superstores, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, like you and your dad, I see you guys at the races. It's a good SX3, MX3 setup where you guys have your manufacturer support, but you're still doing it as a family. Um, like I said, I don't know a lot about you, but you and your dad seem pretty tight and it looks like a good relationship. So it's cool to see, man. It's um, obviously a, a breakout year for you getting third in MX3 and then winning the Supercross Championship. So let's talk about Supercross a little bit. Will you correct me if I'm wrong? I believe you've been training with Ford Dale in his Supercross program. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I've been training with Ford doing for the Supercross and Motocross season this year. Oh, cool. You've been with him for Motocross as well. Awesome. Um, now, Jimmy Jimmy Allen, our, our uh, sort of editor and content manager for Inside Dirt, he's been out shooting some edits with you guys with the Ford Dale program, and it looked like a pretty solid program. Like, how was that for you during the week and, and putting the laps in to kind of learn Supercross? Yeah, so it's been good to, to be able to train with all the boys, like Rick Bud and um, Cole Thompson, and yeah, um, it's been really good to have them boys pushing me along. I'm able to like learn from them and 
yeah, you know, you get to do laps all the boys, and obviously Ford knows what he's talking about. So, yeah, it was able, I was able to prove each week for them, so it was really good. I mean, what a great environment too, right? Like riding with that calibre of rider sort of throwing you in the, the deep end. Um, and I think, can, you know, consistently you were one of the guys, like in Prime X. I know you had a – I'm trying to remember the middle of the season where I think you had a bit of a slump compared to the, the start and the end. Um, but for the four rounds of Supercross, like you were there, you know, and there were um, riders certainly challenging you, but you, you kind of weathered the storm with the consistency as far as – you know, um, you were 10 points clear of Gilmore in second. Um, Olander, Travis, I don't know a lot about him either. Was he right in Primex? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Man, he, yep. he, was, he impressed me at Supercross. He rips, yeah. But um, uh, Connor, obviously Connor Towers, he tied for third in the championship, got fourth on the countback. Cole Davies, P5, Ryan Alexanderson. Like, there's a lot of good talent there, um, Jack, that you were able to, to keep at bay. Um, what was the standout round for you this year in Supercross? Um, oh, it has to, like, I, I mean, there was only like, three yeah. of them, but you know, pick one. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say, let's say Newcastle. I went, um, had some good starts there and was able to go 2 1 for the overall there. So, I'd say that's how really my standout round. And, um, I took the points lead at that round as well. So, yeah, that'd have to be my breakout round, I think. Awesome. Um, so. What's your program look like, Jack? Like, at your age, are you still at school? Are you doing an apprenticeship? Are you full-time motor? What are you doing? Yeah, so I dropped out of school halfway through the year. Um, just it wasn't worth sort of working with the, with the Ford program. Um, during training, like, three times a week. And, yeah, so I just work amongst that. And, um, yeah, that's for me, just race and work now. Are you fully, fully committed to the life, hey? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Sunny Coast is a good spot. Um, whereabouts are you up there? Um, um, in Blyde Life, so not to about probably about ten, fifteen minutes away from Coolum, so Yeah, yeah. I mean hopefully Coolum stays open longer than they're saying. I think twenty three is gonna be its last year, right? That's the word on the street. Yeah, at this stage it's not looking too likely, but um yeah, we've got some committee stuff happening soon, so we'll wait and see. So being being so close, have you guys been a part of that club for a long time? Yeah, well, I pretty well grew up um, at Coolum, so yeah, been a part of the club for quite a few years now. It's basically where I learned to race sand. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack, um, this SX3 title is obviously, um, you know, it's going to be a big confidence booster for yourself. Um, what's this do for you and your program coming into? Um, Next year, obviously, you're going to be full steam ahead. Do you feel like now that you're definitely going to be a contender coming in and um, going after that MX, uh, MX3 and, title? And also, are you going to stay MX3 next year? Do you have any um, Do you have any plans there as far as MX2 or MX3? Um, so, yeah. Uh, the, if you can talk about it. You don't have to throw yourself under the bus yet if you don't know. Nah, um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, it gives me a lot of confidence coming in next year knowing that I can contend with them boys. and um, But, yeah, at this stage, I will be racing MX3 for next year. So I think that's what the plan is. But, um, yeah, nothing set in stone yet. I think the SX3, MX3, SX3 is such an important class. I really do. Yeah. Um, you and saw so many some... riders back in the day just get chewed up and spit out, going straight into the pro ranks from juniors. It's, uh, it's a really good transition. And, you know, I guess at your age, Jack, you'd have missed... Did you race any S MX3 in 2020? Oh, sorry, 2021. No, um, 
so they had the three rounds and then obviously yeah, it got cur- cancelled. But um, yeah, so I got to race the first three rounds of that, and um, so that was a good good experience. And then yeah, I was able to come out this year and back it up, sort of thing. Yeah, I love it that the junior kids can do it. I love that their last two years of juniors they can do both. Um, I think that's a great initiative and. I think you look at guys like yourself, you know, look at Kata Manier, um, you know, obviously there's a bit of an age gap there, but it's still a great stepping stone. Um, who's going to be yeah, your competition sure. next year? I'm trying to think who, you know, a lot of the Campbell will probably go to MX2, I'd imagine. Um, Brock, Brock Flynn, I don't know how old he is. Who's going to be yeah, in there Brock, next year with you? Up to MX2. He will? Okay. But um, yeah, so he's probably that'll be heaps of boys um that are that are like coming up from juniors that'll be fast, and then yeah, you have the, sorry some people that are that I was racing this year will step it up as well. But there'll definitely be some tough competition next year, that's for sure. Where are we at, um, Jack, with the motocross supercross thing? Are you leaning more towards supercross now? Are you still like motocross? I know I've seen a lot of you on the motocross track and not so much on the supercross track, but um, which which way are you starting to lean? Yeah, well, I definitely obviously enjoy the, the supercross side of it. It was a good good sort of thing to be able to go and do. It's obviously like a pretty fun adrenaline rush. It's um, good fun to go and do, and um, I definitely enjoy supercross, but love to get a chance to do a bit more of it, hopefully next year, but... um. Yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with motocross, but, yeah, I'd probably have to say tough, really. I like both of them, but, yeah, it's probably towards the motocross side at this stage, but, yeah, hopefully I get a chance to do a bit more supercross, and um, I'll definitely want to continue to do a bit more of that, that's for sure. You get to run that number one, son, next year, if you go, you know, SX3, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty sick, hey? Yeah, I would definitely run it if I had the chance. He's um no stranger to number one. He's ranked number one in Queensland for a while. Yeah, because I'm new to Queensland, yeah. so I don't know these yes, things. Yes, you yes, know. I've got plenty of photos of young Jack in number one. <laughs> well, Jack, I wanted to get you on, mate, because obviously, you know, USX3 or MX3 guys, uh, youngsters, um, it's good media training, number one, to do some interviews and, and also just to have you have a platform to kind of talk about your, your program and introduce you to the listeners and the industry, like – it's a bit of a no man's land because you're not in MX2 and you're not on the factory teams and you're still doing it with the family. So it's it's a different vibe, but I, I appreciate you coming on and I just wanted to get you on for a quick uh, a quick chat to kind of say congratulations on the championship. Um, honestly, talk about your night as far as how it went at Wagga. Um, championship was on your mind, obviously coming in with the red plate. Um, how did it go for you? What, what was the night rundown? Yeah, so um, I went into Wagga tied on points with Cole Davies, actually. So, and then that first first race, he was out front, and I was right behind him. So I knew, I knew we were on for a good race there. But um, unfortunately, he went down. So you got a front row seat. What what actually happened to him? Yeah, so he went. The the line was three, like three all the way through, and on the third three, it kind of stepped up a little bit. Like it went up, up a hill almost, sort of thing. And he just clipped it, sort of thing, and just yeah, stepped over the bars. So he hit pretty heavy on the on the next on the next jump. So yeah, pretty glad he's okay. But um, it was a bummer we didn't get a chance to battle it out all night. Yeah, I mean, I guess is you, you hate to see it go that way, but it's somewhat of a relief at the same time when you see your competitor not get hurt. But when you see someone that you're tied with, obviously step out of the race, it gives you breathing room to then 
ride your race and not have to look over your shoulder. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a relief for that because I think third place was like 17 points down from me and Cole or something like that. So seeing Cole to go down and then the race got red flagged and then I was talking to Dad on the gate and the decision was just to play it smart and um, just finish the race and, yeah, think championship. So that's what I went out and intended to do, just stay on the bike and rode, rode the way I needed to to finish, it, finish off and get the championship done. What were your scores in the finals? What race results did you get? Uh, I went 4-4. I went so, yeah, yeah, just nice and consistent. That got yeah. you on the overall podium, though, didn't it, for the round? Uh, tied on points with Ryan, third overall, but he got it on countback. Oh, back. he got it on countback, yeah. Okay, there was a lot of that with the Olympic scoring. Hey, it's like, there's yeah. a lot of math. Yeah. Does Alex Anderson step up next year, Jack? Um, yeah, I think he's too old to race. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he one of the older MX3 yeah. guys. Yeah. He was pretty impressive, especially through the whoops. Yeah. You, you'd have loved those whoops with your long legs, hey? Yeah, definitely made it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Like some, because some of the SX3 guys, like Cole and and Connor, are quite short, you know. And then it was like oh, Jack's just swinging yeah. off the back of the husky straight through him. What's the plan now, Jack? Are you going to take some time off? When do we start getting ready for one thaggy? What's uh, what's the schedule? What's the schedule looking like? Yeah, so I think at this stage I'll probably try and ride a few times next week, and then I think. We'll have a few weeks off over Christmas just to have a bit of a bit of downtime, bit of time with the family, sort of thing, and then come come New Year's we'll we'll get back into the swing of it, and yeah, we'll start the preseason grind for one baggy. So you know the kid's seventeen; he's already talking about riding his bike again. Yeah, next week. What's 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 downtime look like for you at seventeen? <laughs> are we surfing? Are we mountain biking? Are we cycling? Chasing chicks? What, what are you doing? What are we doing here? House parties? Uh, just. <laughs> The downtime, bit of fishing. I know my, my my brother and my dad love a bit of bit of fishing, so that's probably how, what I'll be doing over Christy break. And yeah, just probably a bit of fun stuff on like mountain biking, going to the beach, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to a bit of off bike sort of bit of downtime. Yeah, awesome, Jack. Well, hey man, I appreciate you coming on, um, and congratulations on the championship and. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see you on the top of the podium uh, a lot more in 23, rolling around with Primex, and uh, we'll catch you, no doubt, uh, at Wani um, at the start of the season, mate. So, congratulations again. Thanks for coming on. And uh, Fly Racing's own Jack Mather, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks a lot, bud. Perfect. Thanks for having me. All right, mate. Talk soon. See you, mate. All right, guys. Wrapping up this uh, Supercross season on the AMX Superstore's Australian recap show here on the inside dirt network and uh that it was cool. well for a kid eh? yeah I, i'm always super apprehensive oh, getting dude, the yeah. mx3 kids on because I, I used to do it a lot like back when we did the mx national shows mm-hmm. i did mx1 mx2 mx3 the winner every round and in the end i stopped doing mx3 guys because yeah. it was just like trying to interview a, 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 a i don't know what yeah yeah it's hard work yeah. uh but these guys need practice you know yeah. they're young they need media training yeah, I, know, I know jack pretty well he can um yeah, he when, seems like a pretty... When he told me he was coming on, like, he could speak, so... Yeah, no, good kid. And um, he rips. Genuinely oh, he, rips. He rips, dude. He yeah. can ride. Yeah. Let's his ride and do the talking. Yeah, I remember watching him in a two-stroke at Coolum and Harvey Bay, and I was just like, dude... Kick him, ride. Liam Owens, Ryan Alexanderson, Kobe Drew. Um, yeah, that MX3, Jet Burgess-Stevens. Um, yeah, hopefully he's back next year. I know he... he well, that was, it was a big one in oh. one thing. Yeah, I believe he's... Um, I saw him back actually training. So I don't know if he's, he's back on a bike yet. Well, he's Queensland-based. Like, Sunny Coast. Yeah, Sunny Coast. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. from Tassie, but lives yeah. up here. Um, yeah, he broke his neck at one thing at round one. Really like, badly. Lucky to be 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From what yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, like really badly. Yeah, complete yeah. year off the bike. Yeah, so. And he come back and I think, what, what was he, first? I don't think, I don't know if he's got another year in MX3. I, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. He's quite young. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, he's yeah. not super young, but he's young enough. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This will be his last year. So hopefully he gets a, a go round at it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, look, probably the last podcast for the, or definitely the last podcast for the season as far as race coverage goes. We may do some interviews and some different things before Christmas. Um, and if not, we'll be back with the content in the new year. But I just really want to thank everyone. Uh, Mickey, I want to thank you, you know, being in Queensland now. You've been a real anchor for us as far as um, co-hosting this with me and and helping out. Um, You know, Darnell, big part of the show always. Uh, James Allen, behind the scenes. Um, Jimmy, thank you. And like I said at the beginning of the year, we didn't even have this podcast running uh, before we went to round two at Makaya Prime X. When we were all the way up there, we had uh, one gentleman in particular, his name eludes me, but he sort of came up and, and he'd listened to the show for a long time and asking what was going on, why we don't do it anymore. And, and, and that's when Darnell and I thought, let's bring this thing back. And it's been great, you know, especially with Supercross and we've been growing the publication, getting the YouTube content moving, getting the website moving. So for those of you listening, if you are fans of, of, of what we do with the content, please make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out the website, the editorial, the articles, a lot of work goes into that stuff. And, um, Click the sponsor banners, check it out, support those that support us and uh, support the sport. And uh, with that being said, Posty, um, we'll wrap this one up. It's AMX Superstore's Oz Supercross recap show on the Inside Dirt Network. It'll be silly season next time we talk. Eh? Oh, I mean, well, it won't be silly season. It'll probably it'll be, be pre-season, season, signing, signing season. season. So maybe we'll come in with the Inside Dirt show in the new year and, yeah, and cool. get all these team rosters done and privateers and whatever else and uh everyone enjoy your christmas if we're not back with some some interviews and whatnot and uh much love from the inside dirt crew we will see you all soon